Hey guys, it's Betsy with Faith and Flip Flops. Remember, I told you that October was going to have a very different vibe than my usual blogs and podcasts. We are hearing domestic violence survivor stories this month. They are not fun. They are not going to make you laugh, but they will bring awareness to our flock. I ask that you be bold in sharing these stories because these survivors went beyond bold to open up their wounds to share with us. Together, we can make baby steps in awareness and change. Together, we can save lives. And now we're going to hear Doot's story called Papa's Doot. Doot was a special name my papa had for me. He was the only man in my life that was ever truly loving towards me until I was 44 years old. I did not get to live the life of a princess that my papa would have wanted. Instead, at the age of four, I began on the journey of what would be over four decades of hell. At four, my father started sexually abusing me, and the physical, emotional, and mental abuse followed quickly. I did what I was supposed to and told my mom. My mom knew about the physical, emotional, and mental abuse, but did not want to believe that he would go that far. So I lived in an upside down world where right was wrong and wrong was accepted as normal. My normal was being stripped of my self-worth daily and sometimes hourly and trying to hide in a shell so no one would see me. I guess my mom was just doing what she had to do to get through. It was an excruciating childhood, and all I ever wanted was out. Even though my parents finally divorced when I was 16, leaving was still my goal. There was no help for that household as a normal family. Every one of us was in self-survival mode and damaged beyond measure. Along came my first date, who became my first relationship, and then my first husband. I won't lie, I did not love him, but he was the fastest way out of my childhood. It was also the fastest way into grown-up hell. I had no idea of how a man should really treat a lady, except for the fading memory of my papa. My first husband immediately began the same cycle I had lived my whole life. Well... This is what it is, I guess. This was not normal, and I would never have anything different or be anything different. Being isolated, beaten, and locked in a closet was just what my life was going to be. Back to misery, back to my shell, and back to walking a tightrope I went. But there was a tiny part of me that still hoped for more. It took three years, but that little bit of hope finally pushed me to leave. I am grateful for the fact that he let me leave without much of a fight. I really lived the next several years and enjoyed the freedom of not being someone's captive. At 24, I did truly fall in love, got married, and had two beautiful children. I accepted the fact that he cheated on me as it was better than the other option. This man provided me with the security I needed, and I loved him for it. The problem was, he just did not love me, and that just didn't work in the end. I was left begging a man to help support his family and to love me at the same time. He was kind to me, but we lived separate lives. We amicably divorced, 
But after really being in love and being rejected, in my head, I thought I was just not lovable and did not deserve love because of my past. The mental scars were so very deep. A man showed me attention during that separation, and I accepted the attention I had been missing in my second marriage. He told me he could not have children and was sterile. Years later, I found out that he actually had a child that he never told me about. Getting me pregnant was his way of keeping me because I was close to walking away and he knew it. I felt like I had no choice but to marry him. That's what good girls do, right? He knew I did not want to get married. My mom tried to talk me out of it, and I showed up late. But 10 minutes later, I was on marriage number three with a husband that would end up being worse than I could ever imagine. The violence had been in small spurts until I was one week out of delivering our our son. I was sitting in the recliner, and we were having a minor argument when he suddenly flipped the recliner over, dumping me on the floor. I was dumbfounded that he would try to hurt the miracle baby I was carrying. I had been lulled into the false sense of security that as long as I was pregnant, the physical side of the abuse would be on pause. He did leave the house that night, but returned a few days later, just in time for the birth of our baby. Knowing that he may not truly be sterile, I had the Assure implant put in to prevent future pregnancies and to lessen his control over me. I was beyond scared of this man. I knew this was not normal, but because I had grown up in it, I knew how to tolerate it. He knew my line in the sand was cheating, so he did everything but that. Why that was my line in the sand, I have no idea, but it was. He made me beg for money for groceries, would take my car because he knew the children and I would not fit in his truck, so I would be stranded at the house. He would hide my jewelry and then accuse me of stealing it. I was slapped, punched, given multiple concussions, cannot count the number of ER visits, and ended up with both hands and cast at the same time. Even to me, this was not tolerable, and I began making plans to leave. When, lo and behold, I was pregnant, even with the sure, I'm sure sex was not my choice that night, but I was pregnant with another miracle baby, and he had me again. I was physically safe for the entire pregnancy this time, but the mental and emotional tormenting worsened. However, something was changing in me. I was finally getting mad. Maybe the final straw was realizing he had found a new way to abuse me through reproduction. Now, I love all of my children more than words, and I am their primary caretaker, but using sex and reproduction as a weapon is not okay. Once the baby was born, I was brave, too brave. I began fighting back, which I had never done before. That skyrocketed his temper to the point of picking me up and throwing me out of the back door one day onto a cement slab. That is how both of my arms were broken, and that was my last straw. He had to go, or one of us was going to end up dead. There was no doubt in my mind. My children needed me, so that was not an option. Our marriage had been full of separations. The longest time we were ever separated was six months. At first, he assumed the last separation was just part of the cycle, but I would not let him come home. 
papers were served, law enforcement was called, and restraining orders were filed. That made him crazier. I pulled not one, not two, but three trackers off of my car. In fact, I finally sold the thing. He constantly followed and harassed me, which involved more calls to law enforcement. He sabotaged a friend's car twice. I was scared, but determined. So I got trained and I bought a gun just in case. This went on for years. It hindered me from having any sort of relationship because men were scared of the situation and I can't blame them. I concentrated on healing me and being there for my children, all the while a lunatic circled like a buzzard. For the first time in my life, I was on my own, doing well, and not looking for a man to provide security. God had different plans. He placed a kind man right in my path, and I sidestepped him for a while. He was a legitimate man that knew how to respect and love a woman the way God intended. He eventually won me over although we still have off and on problems with my final ex. It does not shake him, and our relationship is more solid than what I have ever have. I will never be the princess like my papa wanted for me, because no one is that perfect. But I'm finally living my dream. The nightmares that came before this dream are gone. Near the end of my marriage, I asked God why I never in my life had a man to love me. My father never loved me. I was never a favorite to anyone in my family like my siblings were, and I kept choosing the wrong ones to marry. As soon as I asked that, I received an immediate response like never before. My child, when will you realize my love for you? When will you realize that I am your father and I have always been here for you? My life changed from that very moment. I know that God was speaking directly to me, and He was right. On a daily basis, I got stronger and stronger emotionally and mentally. I was happier than I had ever been once I walked away from the prison I was living in. My ex tried with all of his power to pull me back in. All the stalking, all the times he would go to my house when I wasn't home, following me around. Not one thing he did would ever get me back, and he knew that. He knew that he lost control over me. I was free, and I loved every minute of it. I then learned my self-worth. I want those out there like me, the old me, to know the life you're living is not for you. You do not deserve to be where you are, and it is time to run like hell. The small amount of time you will be sad about walking away from that man or woman is way better than a life sentence of hell. I promise God will bring happiness and his special man or woman that is waiting for you. Run now, run to that dream and out of the nightmare, run out of your prison and into the sun.